Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wee Woo Wee Woo Wee Woo Wee Woo Wee Woo Wee. Bought a mic. That's good. That's good. That was that was good. A pop culture ambulance cast. Ambulance cast. Ambulance cast. Talking. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> this is our 300th episode. Talking everything everywhere. <laughs> and this is Welcome to our 300th episode spectacular Welcome. celebrating the work of auteur, American auteur, mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Ambulance Bay. Yeah. Most pretty much every episode we're just doing like one for you, one for the listeners, something that the listeners will soak their teeth into. This is a one for us. Mm-hmm. This is one for the for the boys, for the yeah. fellas. You don't have to listen. It's yeah, okay. we are recording. It's better if you don't. We're, this is basically just a clip show episode. I mean, we, come on. We're recording our 300th episode live from the back of an ambulance, mm-hmm. speeding through the streets of I, LA. I have my hand in Hunter's belly. My <laughs> spleen is rupturing as we speak. There's blood everywhere. I'm all up in your guts. Yeah, I'm covered in uh, ambulance fire extinguisher powder. This is Kashmir. <laughs> My name's Ernest. My name is Hunter Mobulence. <laughs> Thank you. I've been just sitting on that one for weeks. And I'm Drew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is this is your Droon is Hunter Mobulence. Yeah. Well, you tell me what's more quality, listeners. Um no, I'm Droon, but this time it's a play on drone. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dude. FPV. Mm-hmm. So Michael Bay is YouTube's favorite filmmaker. If you've only stumbled upon our YouTube channel, you might not know. You you might be guessing why the fuck are they already on 300? What when there's clearly like less than 20 videos on this feed. Yeah. Um it's uh we're hitting what year five of this pod yeah so it it's about be, 300 it'll be that's we will be at up. the fifth year anniversary in july so we've got a couple of august uh, big, august, august okay all right come on, that's that's really insane yeah it is wild to think that we are the first podcast right like isn't that crazy to think about now now it's like Marin listened to our review of uh mother yeah bill simmons heard our takes on halt and get train he's like listen i i think i should do this as well I, you know what? ESPN, uh, sayonara, sweetheart. Podcast could be the 86 Celtics of things. <laughs> Lee Pace is the Larry Bird of the AMC network <laughs> of being tall. Um, so we have tried to do some kind of special episode for 100 and 200. For 100, we did uh, the Before Trilogy. For 200, we did the Cameron Crowe sprawling epic, We Bought a Zoo. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I forgot that was I can't believe we fit it all in one episode. Right. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And now it's it's fitting. The... It, it, what is that is that I, a is that a, a downward is that a loop-de-loop like this is okay so we are on upward trajectory based on where we were it's at. a k it's a k shit yeah um i will say listeners little behind the podcast curtains here it we were originally discussing if we were going to do a commentary episode for the movie 300 right and i'm so glad that we're not doing that this yeah. is so much better of a use of our time of your time than to revisit Zack snyder's um magnum brown Opus. 
epic <laughs> 300. Well, I mean, it's so brown, it's so red. Gerard Butler could barge in here, and this is Sparta, the camera, any second. Look, so. Gerard Butler actually would fit in pretty well into the ambulance cinematic universe. The the stranglehold that this is Sparta had on the sixth grade yeah. <laughs> is like unfucking yeah, kids were kicking each other off of lunch tables every mm-hmm. day. I went to jail. If, a, if a kid was on something, you had to kick them off. It was, it. This is Sparta. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, glad we're not doing 300. Yeah. They, well, this is going to be sort of a new 300 for the, for the current sixth graders out there. They're all going to be for like us and the 27 other people who went and actually saw this movie. Yeah, they're weekend. all, it's just for they're, us. They're all going to be hijacking. It's just for us with their, with their homies. Are we, are we shocked at all that this movie's tanking at the box office? Was there any hope? No. Well, I'll no. say a little bit, but I knew it was I'm prefacing this in that Michael Bay, you shouldn't have put your movie up against Sonic the Hedgehog too. Um, that was a mistake. It was bad. Sonic job by is you. doing well. Uh, they should have put well. this. Yeah. There's so many dead weeks. If you look at like either September or earlier in March that he could put this out. And I think it would have made more money um, because I mean, look like movies like lost the lost city. I want to su- call it the lost city of D because that's or, the, original the original title yeah. of it. Um, but the lost Better city title. is going to make a hundred million dollars. Um, this movie, there's a world where it could make maybe not a hundred million, but 50 um, instead, it uh, put out a big old stinker opening weekend. It, I don't. It's I a don't, bummer. Y- yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I think it was kind of doomed. Um, the only because it's like too good for the masses. Well, we wanted to see it. Obviously, um, we were enthralled at the very the very idea. Of I it. mean, you, no, you could say you guys were intrigued at best. I was How over here you? rousing the alarm. No the siren. Well, okay, no. To be fair. I was intrigued until I realized that L.A. is in ambulance. Right. Okay. And then I was in immediately. Yeah. Once it was highlighted, I bought the ambulance hat. I bought the ambulance car with your yeah. regal. Points. I only I only understood that like the fourth time I asked you. I was like, there's, there's this L.A. in the middle of it. Is that is that an Easter egg? Yeah. Is Where is this secret like, is little? This, is this filmed in Tallahassee? <laughs> Tallahassee. Louisiana. Is that ambulance too? The L.A. is Louisiana. Um, that yeah. would rock. Port <laughs> like of a, Port of Call ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage. In the Bayou. Nick Cage fits everywhere in this movie. Yeah. Um, we were. Well, another reason to be excited is obviously Jake Gyllenhaal is the name of the movie. For us, we're huge on Yaya Abdul-Mateen as well, but the public mm-hmm. at large doesn't know him. Um, so it's a Jake Gyllenhaal movie that isn't necessarily starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And Michael Bay has lost his clout by making one billion Transformers movies that fell off a cliff. Yeah. Five Transformers movies with incredibly diminishing returns. Um, A couple little deviations here and there, like Pain and Gain and 13 Hours. Um, And I guess Six Underground was after the final. Yeah, Six Underground was at the end. Six Underground 2019 Netflix movie. Which, not a real movie. Yeah, well, it's starring not a real movie star, so... Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, and we're going to get this out of the way up top. Um, historically, not a big Michael Bay fan. Wouldn't say that he's like one of my favorite directors yeah. uh, in the world, but it is kind of a bummer that he wasted. What was it? 
11 10, years yeah. of his life doing Transformers Boy, movies? it's 15 now. This is the 15th anniversary of the yeah, first. Yeah, okay, so... It, but but I the mean, first the one doesn't one. count as a waste because I love the first one. Yeah, yeah well, the first one actually... The stranglehold that that one had on seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Almost rivals. I, I will say... Strangle the stranglehold that Megan Fox had on so my sanity. This is a sidebar. I remember uh, seeing Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith in theaters. And before 05. that... Yeah, before that movie started... It started with a little teaser where it was somebody landed on the moon and you're like, what is this movie? And you just see like a footprint and then just like it like pans up to a shadow. and It just says Transformers. Whoa. My crowd lost their fucking Whoa. mind. Like people nerds were screaming so hard, like losing their shit. A at Michael the Transformers. Bay film. Just the tiniest little thing. There was like no actual snippet from the movie. It was more just a general announcement that a Transformers movie was coming. Um, that is not exactly how people were feeling, uh, when we get, uh, the last night, was it the last night? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? The movie where they get two time Academy award winner, Anthony Hopkins to just say some stuff, nonsense, <laughs> say some nonsense words. Yeah. Um, but it's a bummer because you watch a movie like ambulance and, I'm going to say it right now. I'll get this out of the way up at the top. I loved Ambulance. We saw it, it together. We saw it together on opening night. I was screaming um, the entire time. I There was you like were. multiple <laughs> points where I just kept going, fuck yeah. The fuck movies. Yeah. Um, and like, because Michael Bay, for as dumb a filmmaker as he is when it comes to writing literally any semblance of a story, we talked about this on our episode of The Rock, he is like a genius when it comes to try to figure out creative ways to shoot action set pieces and try to figure out new ways to use the camera as a character in his stories. Oh, yeah. And in this one with the drones. I've never seen drone use like this in a movie for better and for worse. Like I could not get enough of it. Literally every single time it cut to a drone shot. (laughs) I made and we're just doing a little flip. I made like a, a giddy like almost disgusting sound with my throat. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the, a guy in I our row know. literally moved to a different row. <laughs> That's not a joke. Well, I thought he was going to leave because that was during the, the bullet uh, extraction scene. Yeah. But it was just because we were squealing. <laughs> squealing. We were like, well, just we'll, get, we'll get to that scene. So there's so much happening. <laughs> the, I'll go one step further sort of to add to what you said hunter he's because he doesn't even really write stories um he he's right he takes scripts like and and shoots them he's not good at shooting stories even he doesn't care <laughs> yeah. about story it's about he feeling he yeah. cannot he's literally not capable of shooting a conversation in, in a way that would make you absorb the conversation right. you don't care about what the fuck they're saying when people yeah. talk in a michael bay movie. There, there are moments the this- camera is literally flying around them <laughs> It, it never They're trying to deliver exposition. It, it's like the camera is a mosquito in the yes. room. Like it will not stop moving. <laughs> it's more than even that. It's just like it. People will debate like who is the best director. I would say Michael Bay is the most director that we have right. working today where it's just everything is everything is shots. Everything is always constantly moving. Well, And this it kind of speaks toward you could you could spin that into a very positive thing about Michael Bay, which is that there are not many working directors that have such a distinct style. Um, 
you I could really only do like one hand worth where like the average person could be like, oh, this looks like a Michael Bay type yeah. thing. Right. Like there's um, like Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's Wes Anderson. Like him. Edgar Wright. Um, um, Spielberg has been ripped too many times to say that like he has his, you know, like everyone. Tarantino wants, maybe. Yeah, Tarantino very much. Yeah. Um, and and fucking Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, it's going to be this exact type of thing if you go to one of his movies. So we knew what we were going to watch. And uh, I really enjoyed it because of that, because I knew it was going to suck. It, well, I, I was so excited for this just based off of the fact that it seemed like a just just a regular movie. Like, I, I feel like we're in a desert of like multiverse of madness just let's elevate how intricate and 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 uh to, you know bludgeon the 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 fucking brain you know what they can be a good thing in the right hands but sometimes i just want to turn my brain off well and you, i want to mm -hmm. see ambulance go down the street really fast you left the theater uh, a little earlier than i did though and actually in the post credits uh black adam shows up okay yeah see i was wondering about this i i did say i did preempt like if the ambulance is a transformer the whole time i will shit in my seat okay for the worst reasons so i we're going to kind of get into a little bit of spoilers because it's kind of impossible to talk about this movie without spoiling the plot, whatever little plot there is. Um, so spoilers kind of up here at the top. Um, it's guess a car chase movie. Yes, it's a car chase it's movie. It's a heist like, movie. I'm spoiling the plot of this movie. Guess what? The plot doesn't fucking matter. You're going to... If you like action movies, then you'll enjoy this I, movie. I will say there are <laughs> some intense sequences that are best experienced if you don't know the details. Yeah, and we okay. can... We can, yeah. we, we we can, can tip it around bit. stuff like... But I will say, this movie exists in the Michael Bay universe. This movie is not disposed from all universes entirely there's references to bad boys to the rock um really well, not to the characters it, it's like the movies exist very, yeah and the they're movie. not subtle references right no, it's literally like, a character being like haven't you seen the rock yeah it's yeah. a movie <laughs> and there's Connery like what are you talking rock. about the rock like the actor like mixing up who's the, the rock is the star of pain and gain another Michael yeah. Bay movie. Michael Bay is a filmmaker in this universe. So maybe he did have a quick pass on the script. Yeah. <laughs> no, if 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 you were to pan left on some of these uh chases, you would see Michael Bay flying around because he is the drone. Yeah, he's on a little so he's, he's on a little he's drone a little like, it's, like it's kind of like a, a go-kart in the air <laughs> <laughs> with like a pr big propeller above it. <laughs> Though the the drone shots are funny because it's not what drone shots have ever been in movies. It is literally as if you are watching a drone race happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are very intentionally doing what like Red Bull drone racers have yeah. to do. They, it's beam. weaving through a fucking obstacle course essentially. So they lose their point is not to show you what's happening in the right. scene their point is to show you what the drone can do i kept i kept thinking of our old co-worker joey from yeah from uh a loma bowl uh a bloma low a bloma low uh because uh that's what joey does like mm -hmm. first person view drone racing like extremely fast and there's this whole community on uh youtube that is built around this whole first person view drone thing. And I just feel like Michael Bay stumbled upon that 
and like built entire sequences of this movie just on like the the visceral like kind of gut punch that you get when you are at the top of a building first person drone view and drop all the way down in like two seconds it's fucking incredible <laughs> i mean that's one of the things that i mean like michael bay is kind of a at least from a like very aesthetic perspective like is kind of a genius in what he is trying to do with the films like we should say this movie only costs 40 million dollars which is kind of amazing because so much of this is practical yeah. like this is a very very practical movie with like vfx working to enhance the set pieces and not stand in the way of doing any kind of physical act like this doesn't take place this isn't a fucking marvel movie where it takes place in a green screen studio like this is actually real hands-on driving on the streets of los angeles and michael bay's done this throughout his entire career he's always kind of looked for ways to innovate when it comes to what you can do with the camera yeah. and that's why it makes sense why he would be inspired by something like not not inspired by a like christopher nolan movie or by like some other type of like actual film but he's just like really big into youtube videos and just like what what are these drones yeah doing? but these it's all really cool. it's all a conversation because i i feel like bay has been so kind of detached from from the true blue like action filmmaking side of things he's just been in transformers land for so long that the the guys that have been making action movies in the meantime have pulled from michael bay so now it's like he's like kind of taking the reins back a little bit it's, he's yeah. like reclaiming he's like, Fuck the off, Nolan. it's like this when it's like when mgmt put out little dark age yeah it's like no we we got this we knew how to do this first Maybe we experimented a little bit with like fucking Optimus and fucking Bumblebee, but we're back. We're done fucking off. We're here to like show you how it's really done. And it sucks that the movie's going to bomb. I hope it finds an audience on streaming. I think it will. This movie's like made to be, it's going to have it's to be made edited, for Tubi. of course. <laughs> no, I think this is like, this is it going really to go, is. TNT is going to buy this like as soon as yeah. it is available. And this is just going to be on TNT Man, at like It'll say the, the We Bought a Mic 300th episode <laughs> spectacular <laughs> edition. Yeah, I'm talking about this podcast <laughs> is going to play on TNT. Can we figure out, available. can we figure out what they say instead of all the fucks? Because this movie movie is like rated r heavy. yeah, yeah. It, it really like it doesn't feel like it doesn't start out feeling like it's going to be rated r and then it goes like hard yeah, r in theory it doesn't have to be rated r but i'm glad it was just because yeah. it makes it more uh raw yeah a lot seeing, of blood a yeah, lot of violence uh, yeah re a really like comical amount of blood yeah. <laughs> one guy bleeds enough for like 10 people in this fucking ambulance <laughs> this whole movie they even say something at one point they're like how much <laughs> you can't bleed that much <laughs> Dude, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, no. Can we? <laughs> yeah, we got to start talking about the cast. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is like, he's so fucking good in he this movie. Incredible. This is Jake Gyllenhaal in his fucking bag. Our like, guy. This is. crawler. He mm. has not been this great in a movie in so long. And like Jake Gyllenhaal has just yeah. always been one of my favorite how many, filmmakers. How many actors. One of my favorite actors. How many actors have the range to play an ambulance chaser and then to play someone getting chased while in an ambulance? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's him. That's crazy. I mean, he he channels a lot of that 
energy in this movie. The bug eyes, the scene where he puts on that mask and he's just like, I, yeah, looking through the eye holes. I literally, <laughs> so so I saw that. Yeah, he puts on a mask, and I immediately was like, oh, he couldn't be Batman ever right. because the proportions <laughs> of his eyes are terrifying Insane. when there's like no face for context. <laughs> It's so fucked. <laughs> he like he doesn't need the black makeup because there's no room to just, yeah, it's, just it's all it's all people. He does, has to like dye his eyes black. <laughs> it's it's insane. He yeah, he is so dialed up. He's so they should have just made him like be doing coke in the movie. That's that's a minor I mean, issue. This, I mean this movie has coke energy. Yes, why, but it's radar. Why not just like make him, yeah, just like have just him like him a, rip in yeah, it. Bus I don't know. Rails the, the you know movie. what's the one thing is that this movie doesn't need is more plot threads. Uh, we'll get right. into that. <laughs> more characters and more plot threads is not what this movie we meet, needs. At we all. meet so many people. Yeah. Yaya's like, I told you to kick it's, that habit. It's brother. an hour and a half in, and we're just still meeting like Jake Gyllenhaal's friend from college, and we're like, what are we doing here, guys? It's what's happening. It's also really messy because we are like several different emotional through lines are set up and then yeah. really really poorly executed it's if it wasn't if it wasn't for all that this movie would be like close to perfect for me <laughs> because it has so much like just raw energy just raw fucking electric energy pulsing through its veins and then when you cut away from the ambulance to these like fucking idiots in the police car tracking them i was like what are we yeah doing? i don't i don't need to care about them <laughs> what is happening? i don't need to care about anyone right. the only person i think well, I michael bay doesn't care about anyone that's exactly yeah. he doesn't understand how emotions work right he's which is true up, of a lot of directors he's setting well the thing is like he's setting up characters just for them to like yell at each other but like he doesn't he doesn't view people as characters he's just throwing people in there like they're fucking action figures yeah. like that's how he's just like viewing them it's just like I want to throw more toys into this car chase set yeah. that I'm playing Have it all with. blow up. Yeah, it's, and just more people to be there at the shootout is what I want. Yeah, it just, it, it, it does add to the general feel of the movie because Michael Bay's directing style is every single thing cranked up all the way. So it makes sense to introduce a bunch of emotional stuff, but it is really poorly done. Yeah, um, because the, he, the pacing is all over the place because there's like, easily 15 20 minutes you could cut out of this movie yeah. and it would gain a lot of energy because you feel like like this movie could have like the mad max feel because i fury road has it, it's one long chase sequence but it has like the down moments to accentuate the more high octane moments it's not all non-stop yeah this movie like tries to do that and i feel like there could be a way to do that because there is downtime in the ambulance it's not like your pedal to the metal the entire time but when you cut away from those characters the pacing of the entire story it just grinds to such yeah. a halt and, well, and a lot of that is it's just it's a script thing like i'm not even gonna put all of it on bay because right. we don't need this movie doesn't need to be a sprawling ensemble movie not at all it really wants to be though and it, it doesn't going it doesn't want to be a two-hander and it could be it could just oh be, of course yeah. gyllenhaal yaya movie um we, i mean we could you know we could even incorporate um asa gonzalez who's also in the ambulance and we yeah we're given so much uh backstory for her that we don't care about um she's a very good paramedic it's just but she has a history here's the yeah. thing is that like yeah 
She's just kind of, she doesn't really have time for a relationship. But she is the best one She's, at the job. She was going to be a doctor. <laughs> um, it's, it, we, it could be that. And that is what this movie, I feel like, would have been if it had come out when it would make sense for this type of movie to come out, which is like the 90s, early right. 2000s. Yeah. Because this, this is exactly what you're saying. Like this budget and type of movie doesn't really exist anymore because this is like a, I don't know. Like the closest comparison you could draw is just collateral because yeah. Yeah. that's a man. A lot of Michael Mann in here. Yeah. I mean, it's collateral heat. speed. Um, like that's kind of what a he's lot of trying heat. to do there. Yeah. Heat for sure. But like even like looking at something like speed, uh, like going back a little bit older. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned Fury Road, but it's like all of it, those kind of mashed together a little bit. Yeah. With just that kind of perpetual motion. Of is that and, Yeah. And just saying. like we, the, we oh, are nonstop. Also, um, time. training day a, a good amount, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the two, honestly, yeah. That two hander. The guy who just like didn't know what he was signing up for. He yeah, just came in. One guy expecting it perfectly. Exactly. Normal. One day guy being like along. one guy being an insane mega movie star who you can't help but like, even though he's evil. And then the other guy uh, being drunk. I mean, Best actor win for Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Yes. Cool. J- Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Bandies, yes. his entrance in this movie, I literally cheered. So you know what it I, kind of... I clapped. And this is this might sound like a weird comparison, but it reminded me of like season one Rick and Morty almost <laughs> of like just like, you know, this guy's just like walking in there expecting normal and then it's just like, come on, we're just like, we're going on an adventure right now. I'm going to take you and you're going to have yeah. like the worst day of your life and you might die. But here you go. We're and like the, going on a little trip The scene where he's convincing Yaya to come along, the camera is spinning around them nonstop yeah. as they're having this moment, this dialogue of him like trying to convince him. And it's like, Anybody else would shoot that in like close ups. <laughs> yeah, right? shot reverse shot. Yeah, but and Bay is like, no. we're going to spin around these guys like 25 times. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's, I will say that like after this movie, I was fucking hyped up. Yeah, like we, we all needed, went, we, we all went and got a drink afterwards <laughs> after seeing this movie. I drank I was for like, the first time in 11 years. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Bay, you broke Drew's sobriety. I, I honestly, my heart was pounding. Yeah. I had to like. In that way, like. Calm the fuck down. You did it, Michael Bay. You did like, I, I guess maybe, maybe I'm giving this movie too much credit, but I think that this movie, I don't want to say that it knows that it's dumb, but I think that it's disinterested in being smart at a certain point. Like all Bay movies. Yeah, I think that that's, like I think that's a better way to put it than than saying it knows it's dumb. I think, I think it just it, doesn't care. I think if it's it doesn't smart. care. Like, and I think that to that point, I didn't care. Or at the least, Michael maybe maybe the screenwriter thinks he wrote something, but Michael Bay knows that it's not smart. Yeah. He doesn't pick projects because they're smart. Yeah, he just like he envisions this gives me a lot of ability yeah, to just fuck around with he, the camera. And he envisions the visual choreography and then like yeah. makes his movies based Th- around that. This is this screenwriter's first movie. I know he's a TV guy. Yeah. He only has TV credits. And so to me, that's like what that says is like you have the very obvious bones of something. You know, you can tell. It, it's just so obvious that there's just like bullet points and then bay is like we're just gonna fuck or, like just go fucking crazy off of these bullet points and mm-hmm. just do crazy shit he takes with the camera he takes bullet points literally yeah <laughs> <laughs> he um yeah he he takes every beat and turns it into michael bay beat like yeah. it, it's really really nuts and i you know i want to be a, a dick because it is true that considering how insane his style is it would make it so much more impactful if every now and then he paused 
and like switched it up during an important slow right. moment. It, you'd be like, holy fuck, like we, we're slowed down. This must matter. Um, he's like not he interested never, in that though. He never does. The that. thing is, that works for him most of the time because the slow moments in this movie don't work anyway. I don't think <laughs> most of them wouldn't. No, so, mo- most so of why, them are honestly kind of comical. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> so, so why even switch it up? Why not just spin around if it's going to yeah. be stupid anyway? You know, yeah. I don't think that's his rationale, but that's well, that's why Michael, I like it. Michael Bay doesn't know how to be sincere. I, I can't, or not even sincere. I, at least like touching like the only time um in the lead up to this movie i watched a uh, pain and gain for the first time and that movie has one of the only instances where i can feel the slightest little bit of like actual kind of genuine touching emotion from a michael bay movie and i it's still like so far removed <laughs> from like anything I, remotely human the, the the basic plot of that movie is that tony shalhoub gets uh uh kidnapped um by um the rock by pain, mark by painting gain <laughs> yeah. mark Wahlberg by and Payne, um sb gain and they have him in in their custody for like it must be like weeks and tony shalhoub starts to like have a rapport with the rock tony like, shalhoub but owns yeah he's amazing he's in that movie best. genuinely and, i love i love monk i love him yeah he's he's a star and uh, we're lucky to have him <laughs> and there are moments in that movie where you feel like you're getting like a like a kind of adorable little kind of moment little connection between the rock and uh and tony shalhoub they're like like it, it's weird because it's like the captor and the and the cap d you know, yeah, but it's like for a, a little moment, it manages to like get somewhere that Michael Bay never gets to because in all of his movies, all of his characters are reprehensible people and he never gets he never wants you to care about them because he doesn't care about them. Well, but to that extreme is that he wasn't always like this desensitized to caring about people because there's a movie that he made in 2001 where he tried to flip the script. He tried to say, I'm no longer action guy. I'm guy who's um, all about romance and about characters in my story. And he made Pearl Harbor, which is might be one, his of, worst movie. one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, yeah. That movie's so bad. Uh, my grandma loves it. And so I watched the two VHS <laughs> copy because it was too much shit to just fit double on one stack. VHS. It was the double stack VHS. I watched it as a kid and I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my six year old life. Um, and then before that, he made Armageddon, which is also trying to have emotional beats. I think Armageddon's a bad movie, too. I don't really care. I know Actually, there's a lot of people who really love Armageddon. I think that movie kind of sucks. So, um, some of the some of the emotional beats kind of work in that movie now that I think about it. Listen, I really like Aerosmith, too. But like we have to separate How, that yeah. out from the movie. When Bruce Willie sacrifices himself man I, man i wish he would do an aerosmith song featured in every every michael yeah. bay movie um, it would own so what would be the aerosmith song for this one um oof uh i i don't know enough aerosmith songs. uh well S- sweet motion not walk this way but like drive this way okay come together but <laughs> drive my car um um the <laughs> Aerosmith has had a lot of a uh, moment. We just talked about Dude Looks Like a Lady. The inspiration for Mrs. Doubtfire. 
just I, a, a couple weeks ago. I unironically love the song Jaded. Jaded is a, a honestly the best. Well, you know, Jaded is kind of like the glass that Jake Gyllenhaal peers through <laughs> whenever it's broken from a bullet hole. It's kind of jaded. That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't know enough Aerosmith. Um, just a well, quick sidebar. You. Do you guys know what the next Michael Bay movie is called? Yeah, Robocopolite. Robopocalypse. Robopocalypse. A sci-fi story set in the aftermath of a robot uprising. And it's written by Drew Goddard. Yeah, Drew Goddard. Who's written really good shit before. So, he needs those checks, man. He's written good stuff. Look, maybe we're bad. I will say, this is like a, what a if you classic... What a good script? It, it feel like it would be a good movie. You know, I mean, this is one of my favorite Michael Bay movies. I know that's a low bar to clear, yeah. but this is in the top half easily. This is like in my top three, top four Michael Bay movies. I don't know if I like it more than Pain and Gain. I, I would recommend you guys watch Pain and Gain. It's I was surprised at how much I liked it because it, it, it goes like so far in that direction of just being a full on scumbag movie where it's just like. These people are awful. They're doing terrible things. We're going to embrace it and we're going to let it infect this movie. And it's just like this toxic fucking just disgusting movie. But it's kind of beautiful in that way. Mm. Um, and Mark Wahlberg, he can play a shitty toxic guy really, really it's well. It's the only thing I, I, he can play that convinces me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you're just channeling your real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, him, him and Departed. That's look, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I'll say like. And this is might sound a little bit hot takey, but and I'm not saying I think that The Rock is a better movie than Ambulance, but I had a much more fun time watching Ambulance than I did watching The Rock. I mean, we you know, we were in a theater watching yeah, this. That's the thing, because I was talking to a friend of the pod, Adam, and he saw Ambulance at a press screening that was like sparsely attended and not like our our theater was full. There were maybe like, what, 15 people in there tops, but. We saw it together. We had like that communal experience. He was there by himself with like a bunch of like half asleep critics and he didn't like the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's just one of those things where like if you go into it, if you go to the bar and get a shot before. Yeah, like <laughs> seeing we did. Ambulance, and then you like actually have that buy in of like this is dumb fun and I'm just going to like turn my brain off. Yeah, it's fucking amazing i think that's why but i think that that point that you're making is that's why i enjoyed it so much is because i <laughs> i like completely at a certain point like early on in the movie was like i'm not gonna think critically while watching this movie i'll like think about it once i'm out of it but for these like two hours i want to completely like lose myself in this theatrical experience and i did i didn't a lot I did a lot easier with this movie than I have with a lot of other movies where yeah. I'm like more focused on the plot semantics and what's happening. I just, you literally, is, I think I just do don't care. Yeah. No, it's not possible to, <laughs> to focus on the plot of it. Well, that's, that's something that I was trying to get at earlier when I, when we were talking about kind of like how, uh, Bay communicates like logic. He, he does like, there are moments in, in this movie where, they're calling out certain streets in LA and stuff. And like another director would make a point to like have a very clear idea of like where <laughs> this ambulance is going and where it is in relation to everybody else. And, yeah. and like the, just the general geography, Michael Bay does not give a single fuck about yeah. that. It, it, it could be driving around in circles for all we know. <laughs> the time of day is just changing constantly. <laughs> it's like the sun setting and then it just like 
high noon. Yeah, it's just about what it, looks cool. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. And I, I love that. Yeah. Continuity be damned. So I want to talk a little bit more about Jake Gyllenhaal because <laughs> I think that he it's- has so many scenes where he just gets to explode. Like I, I want to rewatch this movie just to clip out some of the one-liners that he has where he's just like, he's cooking shit up, man. He's yeah. coming up with some shit. He's like, uh, well, I wish I didn't have herpes. So but uh, life isn't fair sometimes. Apparently <laughs> like, just <laughs> in reading and in some of the press stuff that's happened afterwards, Michael Bay, this is like the first time, like he let his actors cook on set, specifically Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's, he was it's just like, Jake. Jake, you're just going off the dome for these. Like I, I want some improv it. shit. There's because they are in the ambulance and to capture that claustrophobic feel, there was times where he stepped out and he had just Jake Gyllenhaal shooting some of the sequences in the and, movie. And he's the perfect guy. It kicks ass. You you need a guy like him for a <laughs> role MVP. like this. I didn't know he was letting him shoot. Yeah, it. no, Michael Bay <laughs> was just like Jake Gyllenhaal. You just take the camera like during the surgery no. sequence. I mean, if they were in a real ambulance, that makes sense. Yeah, there's only know? so much space yeah. in a fucking ambulance. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's the MVP. Michael, or, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal okay. got to pilot the drone. Michael <laughs> yeah. Bay's like, you want know, to just take this thing on like a test run? <laughs> it, um, I might do another line in my fucking trailer. I, I'll be right back. I, I think another reason that a this movie is a lot more entertaining than a lot of Michael Bay movies, like, is because, and also you could argue worse, but I would argue better. Yeah, is because that like off the cuffness, those silly, stupid lines. They're not being played against, you know, an action movie like in The Rock, for example, that happens a lot. This doesn't always feel like an action movie. A lot of the time this is being played as melodrama. This movie, Mm -hmm. like they are playing this movie like as if they are really trying to tug at your heartstrings. And then Jake Gyllenhaal will yell the stupidest (laughs) thing you've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, because Yaya Yaya is in a serious movie. Yeah, Yaya is is trying to be a real actor. That that yeah. character is a, like in a he's like a war veteran that's been wronged yeah. and by Yaya his is an awesome actor. It's just like oh yeah, that's rocks. not that's not what you're supposed to be in <laughs> yeah. this movie. You're like Jake knows he's supposed to be pretty bad. But I think that if he if Yaya's also dialing it up to 11 then i think this movie kind of just becomes like no it'd be a, a farce of itself yeah. at well, a certain point because like i said the script is really trying to be like like super serial a lot it's not trying to be like right. lighthearted bantery action movie it's trying to be really dramatic and then also lighthearted and bantery at the exact same time well jake that's what i was trying to, to say earlier is that jake isn't like you need a guy like him for this role because he's able to be scary too he's not just whipping zingers the whole time he's like actually scary half yeah. the time so this, it's like there, yeah. there it's is, a really good balance of like okay this guy's like kind of funny and i kind of like him and i kind of want to hang out with him and yeah there's a guy bleeding out but like we're having a good time here and also like holy shit he might fucking shoot me in the face yeah, yeah no there is something like very unhinged where you think like he could just snap at any moment yeah. and just like be like i'm just gonna kill this fucking cop and just like kill him yeah, this is an all-time Nick Cage role. Yeah, but even Cage, Cage doesn't quite get to like the almost suaveness. It would have to be like mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's not Cage like now. Con Air era. Yeah, because Cage, Cage can do the zaniness. He can do the wacky craziness and and make you laugh as an audience member. But 
from the character's perspective, you're never thinking like, hey, this guy's kind of cute. Like, yeah. Speak for yourself. There's, hang out there's kind of some charisma to what he's doing out there. Like the way that he's. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal can, could he, never he, not. Be I know. That's the thing right. is that he's just like, he's so fucking cool that like at the end of these doing all these like. Yeah. He's like wearing a turtle. Awful it's like, things. Right. And you're oh. just like, God. Also, he's by the way, um, great. Jake and Yaya are brothers. <laughs> yeah, we haven't they're they're brothers. Um, and their dad was like an, a legendary uh, like mafia. Type yeah. guy in Los Angeles. That FBI guy does a, not a, shut a legendary up bank robber. And um so yeah, Jake Jones. He was Robert De Niro and Jake Jones Hall stayed in that life um and has become his own uh, a bank robber in his own right. Yeah, yeah, joined the military service country is a great yeah. and and mm-hmm. I'm very proud of him for that. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. I salute. This this does this movie thank, does contain the, the single uh, reverb trumpet playing whenever the military is mentioned. <laughs> Oh my classic. god! So Fucking we we gotta we gotta bring this up because we talked about this at the bar uh, after the movie. Michael Bay has a very specific take on like the military. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's really important. Yeah, this this seeps into all of his movies um, because in some way he taps into this idea of military guys are heroes that should be, uh, you know praised and awarded and worshipped and whatever but the government is a bunch of empty suits that are useless and so it's like i just want to talk to i don't want to talk to a robot anymore yeah is the line like it's like the military is good but the government bad (laughs) yeah the military one of the more famous branches of the government here's, (laughs) here's the thing it's like it's literally like politics for dummies is like what Michael Bay, how he's viewing. It's the same like idea that you like when you were developing political opinions of your own when you're like eight or yeah. nine. Um, it's just like, man, my mom and dad really don't like the government, but we do like the troops. And <laughs> God, God, God bless well, the and, troops, man. Yeah. Like it's it's fucking because I think that Michael Bay it's has so like child basic. brain whenever it comes well, to politics. Well, he does. It's it's a type of brain that I would call Buttigieg brain. Right. Um <laughs> there because he is very a very outspoken soft liberal. Yeah. Um and you notice the Buttigieg uh cameo in this movie. Buttigieg, he plays Hold the on. cop, no, right? Ernie. He plays the cop that's bleeding out. Ernie, I, I hope you're not going to say that he plays the FBI guy who's <laughs> Because you wouldn't say, Ernie, you no, wouldn't no, no, say no. that. He was the he was the boyfriend in the therapy session. You know, you just wouldn't say something like that. It's <laughs> the, the boyfriend that he abandons in the middle, and he's like very important, biggest ambulance car chase ever. Gets a text. He get, yeah, he gets a, a text that's leave. like, hey, <laughs> if you're in some sort of important therapy thing right now, just leave. Don't yeah. tell him a damn thing. I know just you and your husband out. are like on the ropes right now, but you have to leave him so that you can stop this ambulance chase with your possible college lover. Um, <laughs> is that, yeah, well, there's that's definitely some history I, there. That's what they, I'm talking about. They just got, get, why do we get that scene with this bank heist guy? Because A... His life is like hardly in danger. It's only in danger in one scene in the whole movie when we're then I guess that's the scene where that's supposed to pay off where we're like, no, not the guy who once was in therapy. Like <laughs> that's that's genuinely why you would write that scene. Um, other than that, like why? Why care? I don't care. Uh, another thing they keep doing 
and really well, it's, it's exposition they mm-hmm. need to add these layers no i know of like yeah that's a good point backstory actually. to these a lot people. of the backstory is just exposition yeah. because during that therapy session he says well i mean i i work for the fbi i i had, <laughs> yeah. actually head the bank robbery division <laughs> yeah the, the bank robbery division of the fbi which you yeah, know like we all you, know exists yeah. well the therapist um, the, one of the better jokes in it is that therapist is like do they still people still rob banks that's that was funny <laughs> yeah. um but it, it, yeah, it's literally just to introduce him in a way that's not him showing up when he could honestly just show up and say what he is. And I'd be like, yeah. OK, you're here. Well, yeah. the thing and, is, welcome going back <laughs> or to just like, like not show up. We already have a million right. characters. Yeah. <laughs> we already know so many people. That's that's the whole thing is we're like meeting. We're meeting dudes on a golf course on FaceTime in this movie. <laughs> we meet we amazing. meet this guy. We meet this FBI agent like, I don't know, like an hour and a half into this movie. And like he, we are in and, the meat yeah. of this movie. And then when he shows up, he introduces a twist. Yeah, he introduces a twist. But before we even get <laughs> to the so twist, it's talking about just throwing people in there, just completely pointless. Why do we have both Kira O'Donnell as the FBI agent and also Garrett Dillahunt as the captain of the police? Which, Those are two like two characters that just represent the same thing, but they both exist so that they can like scream at each other about just like I don't get your references, boomer. Like that's yeah, like they, what they're there yeah, for. Yeah, they is just to be like two bickering cops. Well, it's cop another FBI agent. Exactly. It's a, it's like a classic archetypical thing. It's like you know the Fed suit and then the the cop who's really like yeah. down in this area. He and knows the cop, these streets. Garrett Dillahunt, who owns like stock in the USC. US whatever USC's like garnet and gold store is like their by the way specific <laughs> school shop he has the all hat. of the merch it's not just the, the hat, hat he has the sweater I'm pretty sure that he's wearing yeah. like maroon like jumpsuit pants the, the um, dog definitely has like a, a tag a USC collar look he just <laughs> loves the Trojans I love that Garrett Dillon Hunt didn't have to put on a costume for this performance he got to just like show up with what he was wearing that day I bet, I, like, Michael yeah, Bay probably gave there. him his his clothes do we think i don't know michael bay might be he gives me ucla vibes yeah um, yeah he's a film school boy yeah I, usc has a monster film school I, they bet do um are you looking up if michael bay went to school at usc <laughs> i bet he did yeah um that's an la boy through and through. no he, he went to wesleyan i do love uh, huh i wouldn't have guessed that um because just because he seems like a filmmaker for the people um no, so we do get the whole backstory of Kiro Donnell and him. Uh, Kiro Donnell, who was friends with Danny Sharp, friends with Jake Gyllenhaal from college, because they like literally do Matt Damon's character from The Departed, where he gets hired by his mob boss father to go to like detective school, go to FBI school. I think they just literally say FBI school, which I don't think that's a thing. Um to try to like learn the way that cops think um, so that he can be a better bank mm-hmm. robber. Yeah. He was basically, yeah, he was undercover and at Quantico yeah. somehow, <laughs> um, you know, how you do that from like a summer at USC. So that exists to give us another very terse connection between, you know, that makes it so that Hall is talking on the phone to somebody he knows when he's talking to the, you know, the police essentially uh, that's stupid. That doesn't matter. I don't care if he knows Garrett Dillahan or not. I actually, I really like Garrett Dillahan as an actor. Um, he's every time he shows up on something, I'm like, oh, cool. Like he, he's a really, really solid guy. Yeah, he's, you, he's you a recognize. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is something that is a carryover. I I need to see more Michael Bay movies to see how often this is true. But the way that you know that Garrett Dillahan is a little weird is that he has a funny little car. 
which is also <laughs> true of Nick Cage in the, the Rock, right? Because he's written to be a weirdo, but he's not weird. Yeah, they ju- everyone just calls him weird, and he's just he's awkward, but he's also like he just has strange things. Like that's a, the best encapsulation of how Michael Bay doesn't understand characters. Yeah, he thinks that the only way you can visualize a weird person is to give them weird stuff. Yeah. Well, no, to take that one step further, it's not even just about weird car, weird person. Michael Bay thinks of characters like you can express what this character is by their car completely because bad boys, Will Smith just has a cool car. You know that Will Smith is cool because like in the very first scene of the movie, he's talking about like how he got like this new convertible and like all the chicks dig it because this is like a really cool car. And that's enough to know that Will Smith is cool. Um, That's how you know Shia LaBeouf is awkward sauce because his car has trouble talking. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's it's cinema. It's (laughs) cinema for 13 year olds. It's just like really basic, like just the shortest. He just loves car magazines. Yeah. In in um, in pain and gain. You know, The Rock is the least worse of the trio <laughs> because he's a man of God. Cool. And he wears a cross on his neck and he has yeah. a shirt that says Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, way. just like, you know, Yaya is, is a good guy at heart because he served our country. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, it, it's lovely. Yeah. So we are, like you said earlier, Hunter, we're deep in the Bay CU. Um, it's so wild, man. And it owns. It rocks. Um, it's okay. horrible and it owns. It fucking They're, rocks. The one of my favorite things in the movie are th- very frequent flashbacks to Yaya and Jake's yeah. children, and they're not doing anything in particular in they're these just, flashbacks. No, they're just you they're know to them, cowboys. Just, yeah, just being cowboys yeah, just in playing. like just like I don't know, like a junkyard or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, like man, in like LA, the LA River. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're literally just goofing around, just with they, paper airplanes, just sitting on like a 1950 Dodge, just yeah, hanging these, out. They never say words. Um, we have all these flashbacks. All we do in this movie is hear about how legendary their dad is. We never introduce him in these flashbacks. There's not a line in these fucking flashbacks. It should have been a DH Robert De Niro. <laughs> straight out of here. every time you do that it works great you know <laughs> um he kicks a guy in the face just, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's insane how everything you could put in this movie there is more of than there should be yeah so that's that's the next thing i want to talk about is like there's this escalation that occurs in this movie where like basically you open up you introduce your your main character very quickly, you get introduced to Jake Gyllenhaal and his crew. And then very, very quickly after that, we're in the, the yeah. bank heist. Oh, and, and we're also early on introduced to the ambulance driver. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're kind of cross-cutting. To, uh, Isa? Uh, yeah. Isa. A- a- Aza. Aza Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah um, so we're kind of cross-cutting and we know, you know, these subplots are going to encounter that's, each other. That's already a lot of characters. Yeah. Genuinely, that's enough. Genuinely, yeah. that is no, a movie full. We aren't even there yet because we also meet the two cops who are just like on the beat and just one of the guys, he just really wants his, he just really wants his buddy to get this girl's number, this one bank teller's number. Yeah. Which like, Hey, you know what? That's what you get. That's what you get for trying to hit on, pick up women on the job. Do not do that. You're gonna have your fucking spleen rupture. So, so he walks into the bank in the midst of what is pretty clearly a hostage situation. Everyone is so on edge, and he's like, "Um, sorry, this is a little uh, weird." Open a savings account. Wow, I guess I'm the only person in here. Jake is incredible. This entire scene, just flashing those pearly whites. Yeah, acting like the bank manager. Just so good. He's so cool. I. We're so blessed to have Jake Gyllenhaal. 
as a performer in Hollywood. Like he is so underrated and I fucking hate it when he gets wait when his talent is wasted on shit like Velvet Buzzsaw because mm. like this is a prime example of like how to deploy this man's talents. It's just like just an absolutely perfect performance across the board. And like in this scene it's like everything about what he's doing in this movie is encapsulated in that scene. He's charming, he's scary, he's menacing, mm-hmm. he is seductive, he is absolutely on point with the mission you can tell he's the leader of the operation and he has a plan to get this heist in and out done it's like it's so good obviously shit goes wrong they have to fucking improvise they end up in the ambulance and then we get this massive chunk of of the movie that's like this car chase essentially mm. and like it just keeps going from there yeah and, and you keep well, ramping and I was, before we even get to the car chase i knew that we were in for like a great time with the the actual heist itself the heist yeah. itself is awesome like just really really well done knew that we were in for a bay film when there's pillars set up in the in the lobby and we're weaving in yeah. between the pillars it's like no one does this dude absolutely no one films those like are, this. those drone shots like I thought it was going to be like maybe a couple of drone shots. Yeah, you're used to like how drones are deployed in movies normally, not this. And he not only does he keep doing it over and over, but he does it in ways that like you like what you just said, a a drone inside of the bank weaving through the pillars. I would have never thought that we were going to see that drone racing shit. That's not movies. And that happens so many fucking times in the the movie. That's why I was saying, like, I just, I was squealing every fucking time it happened because I was just so elated that we were getting Bay basically playing around. You know, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see him taking a back seat and just being like, all right, we'll fill all this shit in with CGI fucking robots punching each other. Like, no, he leaned into this thing and was like, we're going to do some fucking cool shit. Yeah. And it rocks. It rocks so hard. And so it just keeps ramping up the whole movie. Obviously, we're kind of stopping and starting with introducing a new character. Every yeah, there, there are so many ways that they try to heighten our interest in what's happening when it's already there. Yeah, because um, the, the one like key, very smart, like script way that that uh, sets our plot in motion is. Yaya shoots the cop. Yes. Um, and they, but shoots then him twice. Yeah. But then they have him in the ambulance and they have to have Ada in the ambulance as well. Um, so she can like operate on him essentially. And that's why, <laughs> that's why a, the cops don't just obliterate this fucking ambulance. So it makes perfect sense. And B, uh, it's another thing for us to give a shit about. It necessitates another character that we're supposed to care about. We don't really care about, um, well, I guess we're supposed to care about that cop too. I don't. I guess I don't know. We're all because well, we we're also supposed to care too. about how his partner feels guilty. Oh yeah, yeah. his partner. And it's feels like, I don't care. We're supposed to like be concerned. Like, is he ever gonna get well, that girl's you number? Know, I was wondering. Going back to the point about like like Michael Bay's whole like kind of moral code. I don't think he even has one. But like, I kept thinking that like he was going to make some type of statement about the police no in this movie he would he would never and like <laughs> it, it there was always this thought in the back of my head that like this movie was heading in a direction of like cops matter 
and like we need to back the blue or whatever. Oh boy, thank God that did not and, that did not become the sentiment of this movie. I kept thinking that all the way up until the end when he slaughters like all the <laughs> <Yeah>. cops. <laughs> Just kidding on that and one. They, a, essentially a war breaks out in yeah, the middle of we downtown haven't even, LA. We haven't even gotten into <laughs> how there's about- a gigantic like turf war in yeah, the Yeah, cartels. we haven't talked about yeah. Poppy, who's just a whole there's so much in this yeah. fucking movie. I mean, that's this that's just so like much. the sequel that's just crammed into the last 20 this, minutes. Well, this of the whole movie. movie is a trilogy. <laughs> this is this is three movies. Um Yeah, because then yeah, because then Yaya gets shot at the end and like that's a whole thing well everything that happens with poppy all of that that's essentially another movie that's like tacked on to the end of this movie. yeah tacked on to this there you could just have an uh movie focused on the lady in the back of the ambulance where you kind of get to know the drivers but only as much as she does but no yeah. so because we, we get to know her a lot in this movie we spend yeah. a ton of time with her yeah um so yeah this this is at least three movies right like layered on top of and one i think another. i think that's part of what in some way it's it's kind of intentional because i feel like he is trying to just be like let's not make this a franchise like to some extent he's like i just did a fucking franchise of five fucking movies i just want one regular movie yeah you know and even though there this- might be some <laughs> studio notes or tendencies or whatever in the way I don't know. You know, we obviously don't know all the machinations of like what went down, but you can tell to some extent that he's just like, there must've been some compromise where at the end of the day, he got that say of like, whatever we do here, it's the end of the story is the end of the story. (laughs) And that's it. It's, um, yeah, it's a clean cut. It also like, in addition to just being, like being definitive like that this also just harkens back to um traits of like old bay movies like yeah. the rock had a lot of the exact same problems that we're talking about here where th- we met a l- way too many people in the rock um there were too many different angles of storyline like we're getting to know all these people in like the military war room that just not a single one of them is captivating <laughs> at all in the rock yeah so it's all just for bay to like make that point again of like these are all just idiots yeah it was in so government we get to know all of them we get to know uh the the all of these like ex-marines on alcatraz then we get to know everyone on connery and cage's side because they have a whole team with them it's not just those two um and the result is what like i said during that pod it felt to me like a couple different movies were kind of getting mushed together this is that but they're not it's they're not being stitched together in this movie. They're all happening at the same time. Yeah, it is. This movie is sensory overload. Yeah, uh, more so than anything that CG could come up with. Yeah, like this. This movie is it will get you off balance no matter what. And so I think the big thing that that we're trying to get at here, which is to me kind of the high point of the movie is the bullet removal scene. That's where like it kind of peaks. All of these tensions are ramping up and they're stacking on top of each other. All these plot machinations that are coming to a head and here it, in one, yeah, one it kinda, sequence. Yeah, it kind of peaks at this moment where it's like it's revealed that, oh my God, he shot him twice and we and the bullet's still in him. And it's like at this point, it's like if this movie was operating in any sense of reality, like this guy would have been dead a long time ago. He's been bleeding for so long. <laughs> He's been bleeding so I do bad. have a question because 
early on in the movie, the first time that we meet uh, Aza's character, the EMT character, she's just like, I can save anyone if I can get them to a hospital in 15 minutes. Yeah. They're driving. Why did they establish that as a plot thread if they then proceeded to drive around Los Angeles for like five hours? <laughs> like, why even why even make that a thing about her character? It's like, I can keep anyone alive for 15 minutes. I, You're maybe keeping it's them just, alive for a lot longer than 15 minutes. I think it's just straight up stealing lines from Collateral. Right. <laughs> Jamie Foxx is like, oh, I can get you anywhere in the city in 15 minutes. Um, yeah, no, so it, it all leads up to this where um, this EMT has to perform open chest surgery on this, yeah, this something dying she cop. presumably has never done no, before. She's, she's never done but before. She got, she's she got not so a close to finishing med school, then she right. got hooked on speed. Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, she's she's a drug addict. We have to. She got hooked on the Keanu Reeves film <laughs> Speed because no one, no one has called it Speed it. since the nineties. Because no, if there's anyone who has a fucking speed problem in this movie, it's definitely her and not the person behind the camera or Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so she has to perform open surgery on this person in the back of a moving ambulance and. Her solution is to first call her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, which is like, a great reveal, first of all, because she had just said boyfriend earlier. Oh, she yeah. was trying to 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 ward off the advances of her of her ambulance. Oh my god! I oh, by the way, we we care about him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Why? Jesus Christ! Another fucking character. That was in this movie. that was maybe I, the hardest I laughed the whole movie. Is at the end when he comes, he's like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, he tries to come back and be like, "She's like, yeah, I think I'll take that drink now." That's that was like the end of they came together when when she's being like, "Hey, it's me." You know, your partner from earlier we just met. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the audience is like, "Who? Hold on, who's this now?" Who the fuck is this? Um, No, so she calls up her ex-boyfriend because, of course, like she's she's a career woman with no kids. She has no time. And he's like, "Uh, this is a little awkward. And then she's like, like, I'm I'm a hostage. He's like, oh, you're in the ambulance, aren't you? Yeah, Yeah. you (laughs) immediately knows this is the the biggest chase of all time. Well, and then he he is like, all right, well, that type of surgery isn't my specialty. Let me introduce you to two more characters. (laughs) Two more characters. FaceTime them on the course, on the golf course. And in the ambulance, it's on like the EKG. Yeah. (laughs) No, they are chromecasting to the EKG. We have the technology to FaceTime <laughs> this person and also shit. have them be able to see his vitals. His vitals are yeah, coming through yeah. like on their phone like in the also, lower monitor. They they do not give a shit about their golf game. Like are we sure that they wouldn't have been like Do you Yo, know how pissed I would be? I got I I'm about to finish like can we like just wrap yeah. this up real quick? I'm about to putt like no, they're like drop everything. We gotta what is, save. This, what is the benefit to this guy. these guys being there instead of just her ex? Well, uh, because helping. a woman is not able to perform surgery without the help of three men. True. Uh, okay. How many men does it take to perform <laughs> surgery? It's. I mean, this is like the class. This would have been progressive in the '90s because she is very strong, like as a character, and yet, yeah, <laughs> and yet she's still. This is yeah. not. A There's a lot character. about this movie that Hispanic, feels like it belongs the optics, in the '90s. <laughs> the optics of a Hispanic woman and a black man being completely clueless as to what to do, and then being told by three white men what to do—not <laughs> a great look. <laughs> Sounds about right for a Michael Bay film. Um, yeah, so I just want to talk about this technology, about like what we could do with this, and just the mod. What if we could just like I Facetime you guys, and you guys can just like see my pulse rate yeah. like go up, like as we're just on a call well, with each other. It's very, I'm kind of putting this together right just now, but 
it's like how like certain uh movie aesthetics are then just like taken into the world of tv yeah um like silence of the lambs just like ushered in a new genre of like dark cop shows Mm -hmm. like serial killer type shows um this is the csi shows michael bay invented csi in particular csi miami they have nonsense tech like this yes i watched Uh, i watched a fuckload of csi miami as a kid and it looks exactly like a michael bay movie like the shots are so kinetic for no reason they have in in every csi but especially in miami they have a room where there's essentially a glass wall that is just all touchscreen where they're all just going like hold on let let me zoom in on that and like swipe this over here (laughs) in like 2007 they're doing that that makes sense yeah um so his influence yeah but i do i do love that the scene it ends with uh it ends you know they save the cop and it's good everyone knows that he saved the cop right no we have to establish another plot beat in this movie that's going to take up another 10 minute chunk where guess whose phone dies right as they're about to close up the wound Wait, you right, skip flat lines for you, half a you second. Skip the biggest moment. Oh, sp- which is the close up of the hand going into this guy's body and pulling out his internal organs and squeezing out the bullet. That yes. was that was awesome. Blood and sprays just like, over everybody. It just that like was it's, fucking it's escalating awesome. and escalating and escalating. That was I was, I was losing my mind. Well, that that's when I was happy yeah that that bay got to make this because there are there aren't obviously not a lot of notes in this movie um you can't even if you're rated r you can't always get something like that added to what could ostensibly just be like uh you know a an action movie with a lot of fucks in it right like that's that is not necessary michael and i'm really glad it's in this movie it adds to the movie the movie because some michael bay because it's pg-13 feels like fake visceral you know and this they got real visceral. No, on this. They, they, they show the spleen like a fucking water yeah, balloon. They, and like, <laughs> it, I like I like how it's executed whenever yeah. someone gets shot in this movie. Also, like right. it mm-hmm. feel, you you see, you don't. it's not like a, uh, a jump cut at the second of the shot. Like you just see them start spurting blood. Right. Well, that's what I mean about the practicality of this movie is like, for the most part, they're actually driving an ambulance around Los Angeles. They yeah. are actually exploding a drone. Yeah. This isn't a CGI stitched together cut that they're even putting together to make it look like you're on the ground level. Yeah, there, like, there's a little that towards is, the end. No, there's so, a little bit well, of. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's going to be. He's using CGI, though, to enhance the right. practicality and not using it as a substitute. And that's something that's a theme in all of Michael Bay movies, except for the Transformers movies. But like going back to Bad Boys and stuff like that, that movie, everything is covered in a layer of gasoline. Everything is fucking flammable in those movies, which is exciting. It's what makes it fun. Everything's blowing up. And he's actually just like, yeah, I'm just going to blow up this giant warehouse. Yeah, this like car, like all 20 of these cars are blowing up right now. And yeah. like, we're just going to actually feel them. We're even something like, and I love the franchise, not here, Adam, friend of the pod, <laughs> close your ears. Something like the fast and the furious movies yeah. kind of just reach a point where it, they become cartoonish. And I wouldn't call this movie cartoonish. Yeah. I mean, not in the same way, at least if it, if it does get cartoonish, it still feels like it was shot with real actors with real sets you know on on a real location they aren't driving the ambulance off of a cliff and like hoping that it hooks back around to the (laughs) other side exactly (laughs) um 
but yeah, I, I think what you're trying to get at uh, before that is the the fact that this guy basically dies on the table. Like for all intents and purposes, like he she, dies like eight times. <laughs> she squeezes his organ enough to explode it, like reaming out like a wet <laughs> washcloth. Yeah. As long as the bullets out though, we're we're fine. And then it's like, oh yeah, he's dead, and everyone's like, well yeah, of course he's dead. Cool, okay. let's his, kill his, his spleen ruptured. Uh, and then it's like, wait, no, <laughs> he's actually still alive. <laughs> then there's the whole sniper situation. Again, so many added layers. There's there's snipers trying to get them. They get to the fucking cartel. There's a shootout there. They're all the the cops are secretly texting Cam the yeah. entire time, uh, giving her like instructions. She's like sort of telling them shit. She's like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, is good. She's I swear, like, I yeah. can break Will. He served our country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he served our country. Soon. And then finally, then. we get to the hospital, which like, you know, maybe should have thought about that first, but. They were trying to get away with the money. I, I guess that was the priority and not to get this guy to, to the hospital. And at that point, well, like, we only they only go there because Yaya was shot. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's the only reason Jalen Hall would ever go to a hospital. Right. You know, he doesn't give a fuck about it. Right. He does. But like, eh. good point. Good point. Yeah. So they get there. And at this point, like, you know, the, the movie's getting ready to end. Like, I, I'm ready for a 10. But they drag it out. They're like. We're going to spend every second here to keep you on the edge. Like that moment where like right before it all culminates and like everybody, you know, the, the final shootout happens and mm -hmm. and uh, oh, twist. Yaya shoots Jake. Well, wait. Before we just real quick, going back to the the hostile shootout real quick. One thing that I did, I actually thought that was really well done. It's at a point in the movie where you're like, Come oh, the on, go let's wrap left this up. Yeah, the go left. That sound. was that was so that fun. whole that sequence. Like, that shootout's really cool. That about was how, really like, fun. The fucking the uh, Poppy is his name. Um, what is the actor's name? Uh, Adolfo Martinez. He's like a like classic daytime soap opera actor. Nice. He plays Poppy. He's, he's like an older um, Tuco Salamanca. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically yeah, straight like, out of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but like, he's just like, no, we'll get you out of here. But the deal is like, we have to kill the cop because of our turf wars and everything. <laughs> and that's like a piece Well, they of, killed his son. Yeah. There's so much fucking. <laughs> there's so many fucking. Jesus. Yeah, like you're this saying is not our fault right about. now. I swear I to God. I swear to God. Threats in this movie. This is not. Um, no, like, yeah. we could have Wikipedia pulled up and it would sound this insane. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, no. Getting to the end, we do see Will shoot his bro. Yeah. Why exactly? Because um, he because he, he was put gonna, him in the situation. He was gonna kill Cam. That's he, right. He was he was holding her like I'm oh, gonna like, fucking shoot her. Right. And he was like, no, she's a good woman. Right. She was almost a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Um, she was you, you. She was also used. That is actually spit out just like me. It as is a former Marine. It is a very 90s action movie thing to have two characters who just sort of like look at each other and size each other up. And they're like, you're a good one. Right. And they, they have that connection where they're like, you're yeah. a good guy, aren't you? you oh, wait, wait, That's wait, actually wait. the first time that we met each other when we were 14. I was like, <laughs> you're a kid. You're a good kid, Andrew. Yeah. When you were like talking about Let's make a podcast, emailing circle High back Times magazine. Years. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you just reminded me of something. I, I can't. I can't. Okay. That, that moment, directly <laughs> after the spleen explodes, 
where she basically still has her hand inside of this fucking guy's gut. Yeah. She like locks eyes with Yaya and like everything stops. Everything they're stops. <laughs> they're like six inches away from each other's they're faces. Like, what are we they're doing? They're both really hot people. Yeah. So like your brain. And they're sweating. Your brain is naturally just going to go to like, and this look, is like a sexy thing. Here's the thing. It's a Michael Bay movie. So everyone's wet. <laughs> Everyone is just glistening sweat at yeah. all times. But they, I can't remember what the line is in that moment but it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that this guy is like bleeding out on the table it's like so what are you doing after it's this like, yeah no it's literally just like like um what are we doing here right yeah. now this is crazy so you guys What's are brothers huh <laughs> it's like one of those types yeah. of things didn't have to be like this <laughs> yeah i did it's like like face the dude's like foaming at the mouth on the table <laughs> This girl, She's this like, what's your wife camp? like? <laughs> I didn't want to mention this. Like, this is like a standard Bay thing, but absolutely. About how a woman character actually isn't a character at all. She is like way too hot. Like her makeup is perfect. There's like yes. a war breaking out. There's blood everywhere. And the literally the entire movie, she looks perfect. Yeah. She looks so hot. It's like. Why? Why? What is the point of this, Michael Bay? Why do you have the? Why is this a thing? Because he you? has like a he has a lot of caveman brain. Which is yeah, like, oh, pr- movie has to have a hot girl. Pretty yeah. and people. I will do, say, like, there are plenty of thing, dummies yeah. who went in that theater and were just like, "Got to see the hot girl." She was hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I uh, jury's out on Asa Gonzalez as an. Uh, Actor. Yeah, I don't want to draw. I, any I'm not con- going. I'm not I literally, I will not draw any conclusions about a uh, female performance in a Michael Bay movie because guess what? Um, there isn't really much for you to do with well, any I, of I women characters. And I like her. Movies. I yeah. think I think she does good work here. I think that it's saddled by a lot of kind of nonsense that she she, she has to playing, do. But I think she's good. She's playing a role that could almost just not be good like she has to she's basically like the holder of exposition in the movie like she is the one uh when she learns something we learn it every single time but she has to do a lot of emotional kind of beats no exactly and Mm -hmm. they are michael bay can't direct those uh the writer couldn't write them like the there's nothing she could do yeah the more and more after the movie i was like well what did i want from her like she like all credit to her just be, for not being the worst part of the movie because that character should have been the worst right. part of the movie she was also in godzilla versus kong that's, have no that's memory great. uh that that movie completely left my brain uh, immediately another movie that left my brain uh fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw uh did not remember her She's being in hobbs in and shaw i know uh, she was in Baby Driver. I remember her in Baby Driver. She's like part of the crew. Yeah. Well, that that movie had a similar view. Um, of women. Yeah. Also, not great view. Of Very the, yeah. similar view. Of Everything women. that you're describing is not exactly meaty roles for women. Right. Um, yeah. So that's not great. Um, but I'm not. But not nothing against. I'm her. not out on her. The, yeah, I mean, I it's think the pains I, of being a ten. <laughs> and um, like genuinely. I will say weirdly this movie does not sexualize women as much as most Michael no she's Bay movies not over sexualized um, she's just she's just hot in got, every shot if you yeah. look back some of the Transformers movies it's like really rough like it is rough I what mean, Michael dude, Bay is doing with uh, some of the women. Fox, sometimes like sometimes children yeah uh, yeah no like it's it's not good what Michael Bay is doing in uh, he, some may, of he makes things. Bumblebee um, way too hot yeah I will say <laughs> Megan Fox he has, does, has talked about how like her career basically took a major hit 
because yeah, of because what then you he just, did to yeah, her yeah, on screen. You're you're then known as just like dumb hot girl. Yeah, and this yeah. this character is at least smart. Um, she's it's she's just not given a lot to like actually do. Yeah, right. um, that's not great. And and but... she's put alongside two stars, so yeah. she like it's not a diss to say that she's gonna look worse comparatively to, to Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya. It also I, does help those that are like, like very seasoned actors. Yaya and Jake Gyllenhaal, aside from being seasoned actors, are also just two beautiful people right. as well. They're, they're all also, beautiful. They're all it's Everybody's just three hot, hot people <laughs> yeah. in an ambulance, which together. I love to see. Yeah, like that's honestly, what you like that's to see. one of it the best feels parts. Very classic yeah. movie. That's why I I hate it cutting away from them <laughs> because I was just like I just want to be locked in this ambulance. Now let's go these, to Garrett. Worrying about his dog. <laughs> Love that dog though. That was a good boy. Was. What was that dog's name? Wasn't it like like Rocket or something? I bet I, anything it was it was like an LA reference. It was probably like Trojan or like I don't Rams. know. Um, Echo Park. <laughs> <laughs> Staples Center. Yeah. Um you know, crypto crypto.com. I love how they go to Staples Center and they're like, we don't we can't actually afford to shoot Staples Center. <laughs> so they go into the parking garage underneath <laughs> Staples Center. <laughs> Where there's just piles of rocks all over the place. You know, classic Staples Center where there's just rocks. You're just trying to drive around and cop cars just keep hitting the rocks behind you like you're in a fucking video game. And exploding. <laughs> and detonating on impact. Yeah. <laughs> just driving into piles of C4 <sighs> everywhere. Somebody what? somebody rocks. pointed out some, somebody pointed out that uh um I've never seen this movie, but uh the Wayne's World movie, um, there's a bit in that movie where it's like they just have crates of watermelon set up on the yeah. street Dude, just for a car chase. That has been that has been parodied in like ten different movies, and he still did it in this movie. That's <laughs> the Michael Bay staple. I mean, that's the Rock too. Is just kind of Nick Cage driving down the streets of San Francisco, just hitting every single oh, no. every yeah. single car. Sir, they're headed straight for Fruit Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I they're yeah, straight for Watermelon Avenue. I once once that starts happening, um, and basically like all hell descends upon this ambulance like the thought that i had is this is just gta the movie like michael yeah. bay just the, made wale who's also in the movie and owns by the way he's really good another he, character he says, but a character who we aren't cutting he literally says this is some grand Theft auto shit right he says it like they yeah the movie knows. oh my god i totally forgot about that guy <laughs> wale i i really i love wale in this yeah. movie he's actually fun i so, wish that he he's got he's like, like high more he brings neon green spray paint to the party he there, just plays a dumb high there's guy. a lot of like obviously shot during COVID here and like of all the movies that have been shot during the pandemic i really like this because like they they it was smart to be like let's do a car chase movie because we can be outside everybody can be like isolated in vehicles we can shoot separated mm -hmm. away with like long lenses like so much of this movie feels like you know kind of untouched by covid but then you get like something like that where that actor like is just completely separated from yeah. everybody else and i just wish that there was less of that in the movie but obviously you know they it, can only do what they could. Yeah, and they and they do well because you do have to have a lot of crew members on set to execute like big uh, explosive segments, and there are big explosions in yeah. the movie. Um, um, I do want to talk about what do we think happens to uh, so going moving forward a little bit to the end of this movie. The end drags on so much. I was it, like I, waiting. So I was like, all right, let's the, let's the, wrap it up. So let's let's kind of go through beat by beat here. So Yaya kills Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. 
Um, we don't know that first, and then we see it. I think very dramatic. I think Jake um, doesn't know it either, which is nice. He gets to die yeah, he not gets knowing. To die his just thinking they just got killed by a sniper. Yeah, which is sweet. Um, Yaya has been shot previously, though. Um, yeah, so he's so bleeding he, out. He's fully dying. Um, Ada is is sort of being like whisked away. They're like, "Oh, you're the you're the one that was on the news." Blah, yeah, blah. and she's Walks like, right no! off the crime scene." She's like, "He served our country." Yeah, he she, saved our country, and then just walks away. Just no questioning or anything. She's yeah, got to go check the cherry on cherry blossoms. She's got to go check her. on the girl that she saved yeah. earlier. Somewhere today. in there, she, um, her her partner walks up and is like, "Hey," <laughs> and just hands the. <laughs> The co-hostage, the co-hostager of this whole, like the person who's fucking co-hostager, co-hostager. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Um, <laughs> hostage um, <laughs> goes up to Yaya's wife and just hands her a fucking a duffel brick, bag a, full of twelve yeah. million dollars. Well, I liked, I liked how he did. She didn't actually hand it. I, it was subtle. She put it in the baby crate. Yeah, that real was... subtle. Yeah, nobody has a camera on the woman who's just driven around Los no Angeles news, all no. day long. No news cameras on her. Um, no she, cops saying, hey, let's go question you. I need to like detain you and ask you yeah, about the events of the last six She is hours. essentially like balloon boy yeah. in this world. Like she has become, she has swept America. Right. Um, everyone knows her identity. But yeah, no one's on her. Um, she also, just before that, like as as we're outside while all these deaths are happening, it is genuinely like Dear Sister, the Lonely Island. Literally. Sketch. Like, yes. It's <laughs> like they just, we keep just, cutting back to the exact same shots over and over. Yeah. Like slow like, motion. Beat by beat. It's, it's just the same. It's like, yeah, yeah, close up uh, bleeding on the ground. Yeah. And then it's an overhead drone of the whole thing. And then what back, you say. Yeah, back to ground, back to overhead. Why? Why? It just keeps going. Yeah. And then she just walks off. In she very just, slow motion. She just fucking walks away. Um, goes into the hospital, into like the records department, pulls the file of, of uh, the a kid that <laughs> was evidently in the beginning of the film. No one is. Oh, yeah. The kid with the fence. No one is thinking about saved. this child. No. Yeah. I had to. I had to like get you to remind me. I was yeah, because like, you're like, who the, the fuck is that? I was like, no, it's the girl. Remember, remember two and a half hours ago when we yeah. first established her character? It genuinely, like, couldn't you couldn't have paid me to remember that. That um, was that was a very intense scene, by the way. With that, oh yeah, very beginning. Yeah, yeah. kid has. I, I enjoyed it. It's through. it's thrown you straight into like, no, this yeah. is gonna be like this. Um, but yeah, she just she like walks in, just grabs the file. If someone comes up like, hey, what the fuck are you doing in my files? And then they see your face, and they're like, oh, oh. it's you. That was hilarious. <laughs> and she just she just the grabs bubble, the file. And she's the like, bubble girl. <laughs> and she kind of glances at her like, yeah, that's right, bitch. You gonna tell me not to <laughs> rifle through your papers <laughs> for no reason? <laughs> Seems oh, like it man. seems like maybe a trauma response. So uh, here's the question, though. How soon can we get the Peacock original series spinoff of the uh, it's, war that broke out in the middle? Well, so, yeah, the fallout of the war. There's the cartel show uh, starring Garrett Dillahunt and. Um, well, he no, died. Garrett Dillahunt's dead as fuck. Um, <laughs> no, it's Fed and husband, Yeah. Um, and the cartel. There is the ambulance show starring um, Cam and her partner. Yeah. Hey, guy. Um, hey guy. <laughs> and then there's like, I don't know, Yaya becoming like a mailman. <laughs> He's like disabled. He's like trying to He's file. Like, no, no. So I, I can drive this is what I want to get at was 
What, the, he's what not is, the VA. What is Yaya's life? He has to go to prison for at least like 10 years, right? There's <laughs> yes, no way. He has no, to go to prison for so long. Here's the thing. I don't care if he like didn't kill this one cop. He's still responsible for the death of so many people. <laughs> he's been, yeah, this very is like clearly. Classic- you could you could obviously, de- like you have a defense in court of like, no, well, my brother's fucking insane and he, was, he would kill me right. if I didn't go along with it. It doesn't matter. That doesn't, in a court of law, you still go to jail forever. Right. Um, even <laughs> but if he's he, like, well, this one guy, he said I'm a good guy. The, so like, his yeah. show though is like assuming he doesn't go to jail or maybe, you know, in this world, he probably gets like six months, like, you know, like light security. Right. Um, he gets out and he finds out that he's inherited everything from Jake. Oh, wow. And so he is like now like a hundred million. He is, yeah, he now has a yeah. hundred million dollars, but the money's kind of dirty. Right. And he's going to have to get his hands a little dirty to make that money clean. Ooh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Baby. Yeah, mm. there we go. So it's him. He has to interact with the cartel, yeah. sort of like a Better Call Saul. Like he's interacting with the other shows. Yeah, it's like Chicago Night on NBC. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out there was a secret third brother. It's a twin of Jake. He's back. Yeah, the third brother <laughs> looks like a perfect mix of Yaya and Jake. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, now I can see it. <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. Long lost. Yeah. Like they haven't seen him in twenty years. years. <laughs> yeah. He, he just is what happens when you like face mash Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul-Mateen together? Is, is that yeah, on the boy? Can you do that on the face app? Can you face smash? I'll, people? I'll, I'll do some work. Yeah, okay. go to work. <laughs> I'll do some homework. <laughs> Tell us what um, you see. I, I would kind of be most curious to see the cartel show just because like they made that like automated turret in that car that like murdered that like, was 50 sick. people that was really they did, fucking yeah they cool. do like full-on terrorist attacks yeah. <laughs> like really really like the shit. fallout the fallout from that that's like the biggest attack on american soil <laughs> Since, yeah like, this is no yeah this like is the equivalent of 60 of, like, cops destroying just destroying right of new york city yeah. like in total like, like the aftermath of this needs that's like <laughs> there are a lot of dead everyone bodies. needs to be after these people this will be taught in history textbooks <laughs> <laughs> this day and it'll just be knows ambulance day. Day. get off school in everybody Los gets off <laughs> Yeah, like the first day, the first Monday in April yeah, is devoted it's to Los Ambulance, Ambulance Day. day. Yeah. Los Ambulance but the day. loss is spelled with two S's. <laughs> Fuck. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Happy right. 300, everyone. Happy 300, boys. Oh, man. One for us. Um, I'm glad that we got this movie. I really loved it. You know, I'm, I think we're I'm sad this movie's tanking. I will say yeah. it like I this movie. Oh, I would. Yeah, it really I would love bums for me out like that this. this well. I'm ha- it is making decent money overseas. It yeah. made 22 mil overseas. Yes. Yeah, 30 so, total. You know, it's yeah. probably going to make back its budget. I would well, understand that's not it. Market. If I didn't know I'll English, I would understand it. In. Maybe even better <laughs> than I do <laughs> Honestly, right now. Um, no, I I'm sad that this movie is probably not going to make back its full budget, including marketing, because I, what does that mean for the future of Michael Bay? Are people going to stop Robo giving? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, are people gonna eventually going to be like Michael Bay? The well's dried up for you. We can't you can't keep making these big movies. And is he going to have to resort to doing more six undergrounds, doing more things just for Netflix, mm. which sucks. I don't want to fucking watch a Michael Bay movie in Netflix. That's not what Michael Bay is. Intended no, this for. is, this is the ideal is watching setup. like a original ish 
story with Michael Bay. I, I say original-ish because it is based off a Danish yeah, film, but, but nobody for all intents and purposes, I, is it, is a, story. it is a non-franchise, yeah. non-sequel entry there's, with movie stars. There's no way that the Danish version is this stupid. Right. There's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> they do have a group FaceTime call during a... <laughs> well, they have that technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 2005 in the Netherlands, dude, yeah. they were just thriving with it's, it. I only, yeah, I only want to see a Bay movie in a in a big theater or on Tubi. Yeah, um, he should become the first like Tubi exclusive, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, hell yeah, it's well, I mean, him and Nick Cage have to like have a partnership together yep. with each other, reunite him. So, I guess I guess that's that's one last thing I wanted to ask is Cage only made the one movie with Bay, mm-hmm. but there have been other actors that have kind of returned. Do we think that Jake? will also be one and done or do we want Jake to kind of come back and be like a returning player? That's, that's a wild card. Cause it entirely lies upon Jake. Michael Bay would love for Jake to show yeah. back up in any right. Michael Bay movie. Right. Um, Jake understood the assignment so yeah. well, and he's more, he's more famous than probably anyone else that you would get. Honestly, if it was one and it's, done, I'd be happy. But obviously, I'd be even happier if they got to play around even more. It's interesting. I mean, just looking at Jake Gyllenhaal's career really since. So Nightcrawler's in 2014 and he has like some hits, some misses since then. But really, more than it's anything, if, you look, if you look at his filmography, like he's really trying to go and like look for auteur filmmakers. And even if the movie doesn't entirely work or what he's doing doesn't entirely work, he's giving it his all and he's trying to pick his projects. With the exception of Spider-Man Far From Home, which I don't love that movie. I love him in that movie. Yeah, he Talk about understanding the assignment. He uh, like nails Mysterio down in yeah. like a perfect way. Well, and that's but, also him doing like a-list stuff like yeah. that's just like that's like paying your taxes yeah no exactly he, you have to do it that's his thing to make the paycheck so that he can like take on a movie like life or like uh nocturnal animals like he's wanting to work with auteurs or indie guys um he doesn't really have a lot lined up as far as like big notable things except for Coming in, I think 2023 or 2024, Francis and the Godfather. Oh, wow. About uh, Francis Ford Coppola making the Godfather, where he's playing. Do you guys know who he's playing? Robert Evans. Yeah. yeah. Playing the screenwriter, Robert Evans, on there. I which want credit. I he Jake Dillonell is going to get credit. Um, I'm so fucking excited for that movie. Yeah. I can't tell you how your, your impression has to just be the same as Mank, but your eyes are really big. <laughs> I want credit. Um, do we think that Bay is gonna do more drone shit, or is he just gonna yes. try? No, no, no. no. Oh, there's this is the beginning. Drones of, are the him. tool that he has always been missing. Yeah, like they are what he's been waiting for his whole life because he wants anything aerial. He also wants the ability to put the camera anywhere at all. Right, like and the it, speed of and it. he's managed to accomplish drone-like shots without drones for years right and that now it actually exists it's like it's like how da vinci like drew a helicopter yeah but he he you know obviously couldn't make one God. like bay's entire vision is drone based to to <laughs> be just around to be in the room when that man discovered that this was possible oh 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 Man. That would that'd be it's my like machine. it's like james cameron discovering water for the first yeah. time <laughs> All right, 
Well, this has been Ambulance, Ambulance. Um, we are just parking our, our ambulance here in the pod studio, and uh, we'll see where it takes us next to the next 300. Wow. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, recommend, comment, all that good stuff. All those links are in the comments below, in the description below. If you want to visit our website and donate and follow us um, and stick around for more Robin. We're taking a bit of a breather from Robin right now mm. to dive into ambulance. Um, Are we doing more ambulance? The chase? Yeah. <laughs> no, we uh, we got more movies coming out, guys. We got everything everywhere all at once. Uh, the Northman is imminent. It's coming very, very soon. Um, and then the big old Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I won't make you see that, Drew, if you don't want to. I, it's a Sam Raimi movie. Come on, guys. Drew, just, You're acting you know, like I'm just some like just big watch Evil Dead. Honestly, Drew, just watch Evil Dead instead of watching Multiverse of Madness and talk about that. If I watch Multiverse of Madness, I'm going to have to watch the last Spider-Man movie. No. You'll, You're fine. You'll be fine. You're fine. Guess what? Multiverses exist. They're, you're caught up. Okay. Um, but once we do get back to Robin, it's time for the Birdcage and Jack. Um, we also have a lot of TV ketchup that's brewing. Mm. So uh, Severance is the big one. That we'll, we still we'll have, have to an, talk about. We got to have a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. That show uh, slaps so fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and you you guys still haven't watched uh, Winning Time, right? No, not yet. Okay. I need to catch up on Winning that. Time. Yeah. And there's a couple other things worth mentioning. Those are kind of the big ones on right now. There are a couple even bigger ones um, on the, the horizon. Barry and Better Call Saul are both right around the corner. Barry <sighs> has been gone for like forever. It feels like two or three years. It's yeah, I think it's going on three. But it is about to come back. Super stoked for that. Um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff. Stick around. Uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.